Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I'm joined by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We we uh, we're in the uh, well. We're not even in the home stretch. We're we're at uh, full gear, so that's fun. We okay. just watched the, the. I guess it it's the go home dynamite, but we still have an episode of AW tomorrow. Yeah. Which is yeah, fun, and it's kind of crazy how you gotta think of it that way. Because I was trying to tell someone at work, "Is like, is it a go home show?" I was like, "Well, actually, technically, go home show is Friday." But <laughs> well, when I was getting the the matches for the next ep- for the next shows, I could only find two matches for this Friday, so I don't know if I missed one or I, if there. Is. The person at work asked me, and I could only think of the the two matches you have so I, I think that's all they've announced so that's interesting that leaves a fair bit of room one that it was inter- I, there's no women's match as far as i know i'm sure they'll have unless them. unless i do have well let me just scroll down real quick let's see yeah so what we have i mean we'll get into it later because it's spoilers for this episode but yeah they don't have a women's match so far so that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, let's let's get going. Um, yeah, so today I was on the media call while I was working, so I wasn't paying too much attention. It was generally the standard stuff from the media call. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Um, two or three things of note that uh, my ears perked up. Not necessarily because they were big news, but just that they were interesting. One was that. Uh, Tony Khan has said they they are going to the West Coast in 2022. Like that is that's happening, unless the world implodes. Yeah, which, which is, is always a possibility nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. But in California, you would think, like they have. Uh, he said they they have their year planned out essentially, and it's a lot of places that they were planning on going to anyways before it all fell apart. So Hope they come to Oklahoma. We're not West Coast, but. You know, there's I feel JR's. like Oklahoma's had it, haven't no, they? We, nope, we never had it. Texas is the closest. I, I bet, I bet they'll be there at some point. Yeah. Um, another thing that I I found quite interesting was how much Tony Khan downplayed the uh, the potential of Wyndham Rotunda joining AW. He said that they haven't spoken in a year. And he said when they did, it was in passing at Chris Jericho's birthday as he was leaving and Wyndham was coming in. They, mm. they just sort of said hi. That was it. And it's been a year and they haven't talked. He said he thinks he's really good. And when and he hopes he lands on his feet kind of thing. <laughs> I was like, huh, that's yeah, interesting. We were talking about it earlier and I tried to look it up. I I heard that he was going to be making a movie, so I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just what I heard. I believe that. Yeah, he's a very creative However, guy, so I could see him making a movie. But However, somebody said just before John Moxley debuted, somebody said John Moxley's making a movie and what he was and that ended up being a lie. Mm-hmm. He was just uh giving an alibi and what he was doing was filming that little vignette. vignette thing. Yeah. And also, I don't and think that was to legally, throw people off the scent. 
legally Tony Khan could talk to Wyndham Rotunda until recently when his contract was up. So yes, but yeah, so <laughs> but it was funny. Like he really he he was like haven't talked to him in a year, <laughs> and I barely talked to him. Like he was nice about it, but he was like he's so he's either working or legitimately people just are reaching for things and tony Kong keeps saying oh yeah i mean he's he's a good talent mm-hmm. <laughs> like we'll talk if it if something fits but in the meantime we're good kind yeah. of thing so it'll be very interesting because uh i think if he if he were to debut it's probably next wednesday yeah that that tends to be when they do things is they debut they generally debut somebody the the episode after a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Sometimes at the pay-per-view, but yes. Generally it's theory. the episode after. I have a theory on who it's going to be. Cuz I thought they were going to show up last night but they didn't. I even told you about it. <laughs> I think do you want to say it now or, or yeah, no, let's I'll say just, it. Don't save it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it it comes up, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about it briefly um another one was another interesting note was tony got really spicy <laughs> when uh when talking about a women's only show specifically someone uh brought up the uh nwa empower and they asked if aw would be interested in doing something like that he said hold on i'm gonna cut you off because he said nobody is like they did that whole pay-per-view and everyone said how great NWA was for doing it. But nobody mentioned the fact that Tony Khan paid his, his people to go there. And that, I think that was like about nine people ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a good amount of AW talent there. And he said, we foot the bill for all those people and nobody said a word about it. And he was really really spicy about it he looked he seemed mad and i was like yeah i don't i didn't even think it painted him in that great a light when he did it he's just like give me my credit yeah (laughs) stamping his feet a little bit but Mm -hmm. but at the same time people were like hey AEW, why aren't you doing this and he's like well actually one third of that roster is paid for by me Mm -hmm. sort of thing so i kind of get it it was a bit of a partnership but it's still not the same as if AEW did it, though more people would watch no. the AEW one. <laughs> no, and had you not sent those people there, they wouldn't have been on TV. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. It's not like you would have put them on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did, he didn't uh, really answer the question, but yeah. <laughs> he, he made it can. sound like it made it sound like he's not so happy with how that went down. Mm-hmm. And notice that we haven't seen any involvement with NWA since then, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw a card for NWA and I was like, what? These people are still wrestling and on NWA? It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. (laughs) It's not worth anybody's time. Yeah. Is their champion still the uh, convicted sex offender? Yeah. Yeah. I think still, as far as I know. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Uh, I I wasn't on the call, but I saw an article where he talked about how his relationship with New Japan is they're really strong and they, he's glad because he thought they hated him at first. And yeah, he uh, said it didn't start well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I guess he ran it by him that shoot promo he did on Nick Khan from WWE. He ran it by new Japan before and they all laughed. So that's funny. 
that, that he's no it's good that was uh <laughs> it was nice and candid about mm-hmm. about that as well um he said that yes we will see more um just be patient kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah so let's get into this episode and we will stop every once in a while to to talk about the pay-per-view within this mm-hmm. like uh talk about it within the context so we started out with a match that I don't know when this was announced. Kind of came out of nowhere, but Brian Danielson versus Rocky Romero. Yeah, that's dope. Of New Japan, so that's cool. Um, yeah. Rocky always the show surprises started, me. Yeah, before the show, they announced that um, uh, best friends are in chaos now. Yes, from from Kazuchika Okada himself to the man that runs chaos and. This is what I was talking about earlier when I thought he was going to show up because he's in the States because New Japan has a show Saturday, too. Um, and I figured, well, I could see him showing up. But I think what you said makes more sense for him to show up next week. That Let's means see. that he very, very likely won't be showing up at the pay-per-view at any point. Oh, he yeah, because the, the New Japan shows in San Jose and. Yeah, I think it's physically unless he's like the Flash, it's pretty much impossible for him to be in both places. Like Tony Khan has made that shit happen before mm-hmm. with All Out when they flew, um, when they flew Jericho from his concert to uh, to All Out mm-hmm. to for the not not even the main event for the second to last match. He came out there, and that that was Tony Khan that did that, and that was before. Yeah they had made the whole business arrangement. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, oh, I should, I should mention in with the context of people showing up the one interesting thing, and it was because of the, the way that he worded things. Somebody asked about um, the ring of honor free agents, as well as the, their take their uh their tape library and Mm -hmm. he said that obviously like he said are the business dealings between us ring of honor and whoever i'm not going to talk about that just in case something were to happen he's just like i won't i won't talk about that stuff on here but as far as the uh ring of anyone from ring of honor showing up he said the only thing i can say is watch the shows and watch full gear so it's like oh <laughs> he didn't say, he didn't say like oh you know let's wait let's wait until the new year or maybe mm-hmm. it'll happen down the road or yes it's a possibility he said he said watch full gear and watch the shows so it's like wait already yeah <laughs> it's like is he pulling a fast one already with uh with bringing people in and i'm looking at their roster and the only people i could think of would be people potentially for the house of black mm-hmm. yeah. and you know who or, i'd be talking about yeah or dan Housen. i think it's pretty much a shoe in the dan house let's go to eight oh he's gonna like, be there but his leg's he, broken yeah but if you just follow him on twitter like <laughs> he's just he's like imagine he just wheels out there on a wheelchair yeah that'd be pretty funny though but all he tweets about is just AEW now <laughs> it's very very funny uh-huh Anyways, let's get let's get back to uh, the show. But I just thought I would talk about that the appearances mm-hmm. beforehand. I thought that he was he chose his language interestingly with that mm-hmm. response. Um, 
Yeah, so this match was very interesting because Rocky Romero, I didn't even know he this match was happening. And then I saw the match graphic before the show. I was like, this is cool and random. I don't understand why. And then when they did the chaos stuff at the beginning, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is sort of like an, a little wink, wink tip of the cap to about Okada, mm-hmm. which is cool. And then it means that any of these guys can go to New Japan and, oh, yeah. uh, and fight with chaos. And the, their little video was funny because <laughs> Chuck Taylor says when, when he tells me, he's like, I'm already in chaos. I even have a, I even have the scarf and he holds up the scarf. Um, Orange Cassie says, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and then Chuck Taylor says, and Wheeler Yuta is not even really in best friends. <laughs> so funny and so that was that was all very good and, and now then, we have in one stable uh orange cassidy and uh yano which is awesome it's gonna be amazing i need stable. them to 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 do a tag team at some point mm-hmm. yeah okay so this match was good this was like a junior division all-star match essentially yeah. Yeah, I think you have Daniel Bryan versus Rocky Romero, who's one of the. It's hard to say one of the greatest juniors of all time in New Japan, but he it feels like he's been there for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned on commentary that he actually beat Daniel Bryan at one point when he wrestled as uh, was it one of the Tiger Masks? Uh, yeah. The black mask so one, yeah. Uh, black tiger. Yeah. Well, there's also there's like tiger mask W. That's a bad guy one. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. <laughs> there's so many. Anyways, so he beat Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson. Uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson, but under a different under a mask, which is uh, interesting because you can go back and you can watch that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So these two guys, they're they're jockeying for me for a position from from the get-go they're chain wrestling uh each going for different holds and surprisingly romero gets the gets the upper hand that wouldn't last long because uh, at a certain point he decides to, to start exchanging chops with dan with uh brian and that's a terrible idea that mm-hmm. didn't go well for him at all um danielson did a romero special out of that and i was wondering when i was watching it was like is he doing a Romero special on Rocky Romero on purpose? Probably. Like More this is, would be peak <laughs> heel, uh, dickhead heel, uh, Brian Danielson to do mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I was wondering if that pun was intended. Romero caught Danielson with a crazy Hurricane Rana on the floor off the ring steps, yeah, which that was, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Cool as hell. Um, then uh, he, I think it was Danielson countered a superplex with a crossbody. Oh, or was it the other way around? I don't. It was the other way around. I, yeah, Romero countered a crossbody or countered a superplex with a crossbody, which I thought was it was really smooth, and I loved mm-hmm. it. And I also really loved that Romero multiple times kept going for the Jujigatami, which is his uh, cross arm breaker, mm-hmm. and. He did it at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, and he kept getting closer and closer. And at a, at a point, he did get it in. 
and Danielson, I believe, was a he was just close enough to the ropes to to mm-hmm. get out. Otherwise, he would have tapped. And yeah. the commentary really put that over, and as in like he could really jeopardize his match on the weekend if he were to get caught in that for any length of time. Mm-hmm. And then the two of them just went into repeated uh, holds with reversals, and they were. He was going for the or Brian was going for the labella lock. He couldn't get it, and they were going back and forth and back and forth. And then, at a certain point, Romero goes for the sliced bread, which is the move that um, Trent uses. His former Rapongi vice partner. He went for the he went for the sliced bread, but Danielson caught it and countered it into a tequila sunrise. And finished yeah. him with that, which isn't even his normal submission, which was awesome. And it was brutal. And Romero tapped almost before he even got lock- got it locked yeah. in. He's just like, fuck <laughs> this, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I, do <laughs> I ain't doing this. This, this isn't even yeah. my company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the match was very good. And uh, yeah, Romero, Rocky Romero came to, to show out. He looked awesome in this match. And of course, when you're in there with Danielson, you're going to look awesome. But yeah, this was absolutely. A lot of fun. Yeah, Romero's somebody he's he's aging like fine wine for me. Mm-hmm. Like his uh he had an incredible New Japan tournament. I think it was probably two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um at the Super J. He was great in that. And yeah, again, this this was nice because it further establishes the relationship with New Japan, especially mm-hmm. with now the factions are intertwined. Yeah. Now they're now chaos. they're one. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, was it Chris Statlander that walked through the ring with the, the chaos flag? Yeah, which is great, even though she mm-hmm. can't really do anything in New Japan, but maybe she could go to stardom. Yeah, or, that's true. They, yeah, they... stardom that works with them. And mm-hmm. then, um, and it also just stokes the Okada rumors, which mm-hmm. were already going at this point. Yeah. I, I feel like we will see him next week, and potentially they've recorded something. That could play, yeah. The, they, they like if you could. think, sort of like what Jericho did back mm-hmm. in the day with Kenny. Yeah, and if we get could do something like that. Okada before this year's over, like I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> it's <just> too <laughs> many. It's too many dream matches. <laughs> Absolutely, it's too bad that Kota's arm is broken because he would be yeah. a great one as well mm-hmm. to come in. Okay, so the next thing we had was another American top team versus the inner circle. Kind of, I'm ready for this to be done. I'm really ready for this to be done. Um, I do not want it every week. and But this was probably the best that they've done with it. Mm-hmm. I thought this week's was a good segment. It was fun. It, it didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't let Boomer Jericho talk on the mic, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, so we have Jericho. He he comes out with his with his or he's on his way out to the ring, and he gets jumped by all of American Top Team. Um, so that they attack the inner circle. They're laying them out. They're hitting them with chairs with kendo sticks. Um, the one guy who's not in the match. 
was uh, trying to hit Jericho with elbows, and they looked really bad. So I'm glad he's not in the match. <laughs> um, Junior DeSantos, again, looked good. His worked punches are easily the best of all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, then they dragged him to the ring, and <laughs> and um, what's his name? Adam Chris Lambert. What's his first name? Dan. Dan Lambert, thank you. Chris Lambert. Dan Lambert gets Adam on Lambert's the top the rope. Maroon Five guy. <laughs> yes. Um, they set up. A, they set up a table, and he goes up and he says, "I want to powerbomb Chris Jericho through a table." I was like, "Okay, let's see if he can get him up." And the answer is he can't. They put him in his arms, and then he, <laughs> and he basically fell off. <laughs> fell off the top rope, and that was funny. I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. that he can't do this stuff because that would be silly if he could. <laughs> Even though he is a black belt, <laughs> like he could probably kick most people's asses yeah. in uh, like almost anyone in the in the stands. He could he could beat anybody up mm-hmm. there, which is funny. Um, and then they get on the mic and they say, "At, uh, at the match on uh, on Saturday, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that Dan Lambert pins Chris Jericho." For the one, two, three. But to say, tonight, we want to see Dan Lambert tap out Chris Jericho. Put him in the walls of Jericho. And he puts uh, Chris Jericho in the walls of Jericho. And he's having the time of his life. And they hold the mic up to him. And he, and he yells, it's called a Boston crap. Yeah. Like the 1970 NWA, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. And I shit myself. It was so funny. I was like, okay, yeah. this is really good. This is what I want from this, but I also want it to go away. Mm-hmm. It is, it's too much. Yeah, this has got to be the end of it. It needs to be. And the unfortunate thing is, this was sort of a vehicle to to get men of the year over, and there's no way they're going over. Mm-hmm. So, it's sort of like, what was the point? Maybe they could turn on America's top team or something. They could. I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. It's. I don't see them doing that because they're they're really good heels. But yeah, I don't know. It's. It's. I'm glad it's a street fight because it's that way you could just do a bunch of crazy stuff. And we know that Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle can lay out a street fight. We've seen Mm -hmm. them do it multiple times. Yeah. So it'll at the very least be interesting. And. uh, We'll see what American Top Team does from there. If they're still around, I hope they're not. But I mean, I would, I would be interested to see to see Junior DeSantos and Paige Van Zant continue on with the company if they wanted to, if they wanted yeah. to train up. I could see them, and hopefully, just them, <laughs> no one else. Okay, so the next match we had, we had. Britt Baker and her crew, which was uh, Hater and Rebel versus Ty J and Thunder Rosa, and mm-hmm. Ty J came out to their to their tag team music, which is awesome. It goes Ty J fight, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sounds like a Mortal Kombat uh, or it sounds like a Street Fighter song. And it's mm-hmm. really good. I really love it. Um, I watched them come out to that on Dark one time, and then I was disappointed when. Uh, Ty Kane came out to her regular music. I was like, "Oh, where's that sweet music they made?" Yeah, and I realize now it's because it's for tag teams. Um, 
this was a smart, smartly booked match in the sense of furthering the stories. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think it was a well worked match, if that makes sense. Yeah, there it, was like I there's a lot though. of it, talent maybe. discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Yes, like the very best of the division and the very worst of the division in the same match, and it's it goes from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows with these mm-hmm. guys. Unfortunately, that's Rebel and sometimes Anna J, just because she's so young. Mm-hmm. She's got less than twenty five matches under her belt at this point in her career, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but oh my lord, when Hater or Rosa or Conte and or Baker are in there, it it clicks, man. Jamie mm-hmm. Hater specifically is just an absolute machine. Um, yeah, she was selling her ass off for the whole match too. That the sell on the crossbody. <laughs> from Thunder Rosa on the outside. I watched in real time as people legitimately thought that she was concussed. Yeah. Like they thought she was out, which I find funny. I mean, not funny. I watched that and I'm like, it's because she's an amazing seller and an amazing <laughs> worker. And if anybody wants to learn how to sell across body, they just need to watch tape of Jamie Hayter because <laughs> this is not the first time she's done this in AEW, what she does is she jumps into the crossbody mm-hmm. so that she her legs fly up in the air and she goes flat on her back yeah and it looks like the most devastating thing you've ever seen mm-hmm. and yeah i had people I saw, yeah i saw those people talking about how she looked hurt but um there's always a tell you can uh see wrestlers do uh whenever they do a big spot like that you'll see them like kind of grab their head and like do like a little, like a noogie thing to him or something. Yeah. Like good job or something. Like I saw Rosa, Rosa do that to her immediately after. I was like, all right, yeah, that was, they're okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched her do it. I think, can't remember who it was against. Maybe Ruby Soho, where she just, she just lays it out. And it, mm-hmm. it's like, I was like, okay, this is textbook how you take a crossbody. Because most of the time they catch them and they just gently fall to the ground. But mm-hmm. she takes them. She makes it look so vicious because the crossbody looked very, very safe, and then the bump from that safe crossbody looked like she got shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And yeah. in this match, Conti ended up picking up the win. She looked really good. Her kicks looked amazing. She got the she got the huge um, heat. We're not heat spot. The huge hot tag. Yeah, and then just absolutely pump ran kicks wild to all corners. Were was awesome. Absolutely. Her picking up the pin was good because mm-hmm. she is going to be the one facing off for the title on They're... the weekend. Not gonna win, but no, no, no. it's it's good to make her make her look really good. She's only got four singles losses mm-hmm. in AEW, which is nice. Yeah. And then I think coming out of this match, the next feud for Baker's gotta be Rosa again. The crowd wanted them both in the match so bad and that when they did the the little bit they did together in the match, the crowd was going nuts for. So yeah, I, think I would think that it's going to happen unless Rosa wins the TBS title. That's true. She is in that tournament, but yeah, I mean, you could keep it separate, but the the crowd definitely wants it because they're going crazy. Oh, they do in the match. Yeah. They do. Yeah, the because uh, I, I think the TBS title is going to either her or Jade. Mm-hmm. One of those two. And 
if it goes to uh, Rosa, then it, that ain't happening anytime soon. Speaking of the TBS title, could that be the match this Friday? Uh, Soho versus Statlander? Yes. They had that they had that promo package during the show, so maybe it is this Friday. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess they just didn't have the graphic up. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just missed it. That's that's yeah. very possible as well. Because there's like fucking 14 matches that they showed. <laughs> yeah. It's very... Uh, and, and not all of them came up at the same time. Uh, a couple of them were announced later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now on to a match that probably went under the radar, like especially even for me, being fans of both of these guys. And that is—I didn't even know this match was supposed to happen, but it was—I liked it. It was fun. This is Anthony Bones versus Jungle Boy, which is like these two guys wrestle like video games, and but in two different ways. Jungle Boy because he's doing like Ninja Guide and shit. <laughs> and then Anthony Bowens, he wrestles like he's a like a creator wrestler that I made. Like yeah. all all the innovative power moves you've never seen in your life. You're like, wait, what is that? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that tonight, actually. And we're yeah. gonna get to another match where I was like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Yeah, this match this match was great. Uh Bowens is a really nice complete wrestler and he make makes jungle boy look great and i like that bowens isn't an idiot because at one point jungle boy went to do the the slide through the ropes and then do the like the little enziguri um mm-hmm. from the outside but he went to slide out of the ring and bowens caught him by the hair he's like uh-uh he just yeah. yanked him back in <laughs> which is really cool um during the commercial break, for whatever reason, a female fan like got right in the face of Bowens, like stuck her middle finger in his face and was like leaning over the over the rail. And she and Bowens like were nose to nose yelling at oh, each yeah. other. I didn't at even one notice point. that. <laughs> I was like, "Who is that?" Mm-hmm. It was in picture in picture, and even. Uh, Max Castor had to go and be like, okay, okay, settle down, settle down. And the guy's like <laughs> girlfriend was in, was in it. And I was like, oh, or the guy's, or the girl's boyfriend was in it. And I was like, oh shit, they really got to separate that. And apparently mm-hmm. it's somebody that people has, that people have seen at GCW shows. Oh, okay. But not, maybe not in a, not someone that often does. I don't know, but they're like, oh yeah, I know her. She's around. Yeah. Um, I was like, who is that? Is that a plant? Mm-hmm. Apparently it wasn't. It was just an overzealous fan. That's um, funny. Yeah, Jungle Boy ended up winning this match when he countered a Uranagi into a snare trap. Really clean, really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another tap out instantly. Like, I don't even think, I think the bell rang before Bowen's tapped, yeah. which is funny. <laughs> Well, in commentary um, too, all night they're playing it up too. Like a lot of these guys don't want to risk injury going into Saturday, so that's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. Like um, in the post match, Fish comes out and he chop blocks Jungle Boy, and then just he's beating him down with like the Muay Thai knees, and then he does that exploder into the ropes that just pops the guys right onto their head, which mm-hmm. I love. It's such a nice move. Um. And I'm going to jump into a backstage segment because 
we go backstage and there's Adam Cole and he's with the young bucks and he, he calls over Bobby fish. He says, Hey boys, I want to introduce you to my friend, Bobby fish over here. I know he's not with, uh, with the super click, but, but he's good people. And the bucks like, yeah, we know Bobby. We were in ring of honor. We, we know Bobby very well. And with Mm -hmm. PWG and all that. And they said like, we're not friends, but if you're cool with Adam Cole, you're cool with us. If he vouches for you, we're good. And clearly they're not good, which I love. Um, and then Cole asks Bobby, or Cole tells uh, Bobby Fish that he's got a match with Jungle Boy on Friday. And that he would love for him to beat him down, beat him within an inch of his life, but leave a little bit for him for Saturday for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And I think this is awesome. I think this is absolutely setting up a very, very likely um, Kyle O'Reilly joining AEW very, very soon, oh, like sure. within the month. For sure. Because if you watch NXT, they are not doing anything with Kyle O'Reilly. So I think he's nope. all but leaving there. So. No, he's gone. Uh, yeah. He w- he got the, the dark match treatment, mm-hmm. which has happened a couple times where Vince says, okay, I want to, I want to see a dark match between these two guys. And then oftentimes those guys are gone. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like, this is their last, I was like, okay, we're not going to use these guys on NXT anymore. Let me see what they have. I want to see if I want to give them a contract mm-hmm. that happened to Bronson Reed. I think that happened to Adam Cole and it happened to Karrion Cross and one other person. Mm-hmm. Well, did, um, uh, the Bucks also say something about undisputed error or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so cheesy. They said, uh, <laughs> it's undisputed. It's a new era in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> There's no disputing that this is a new era or something like that. Yes. Like, <laughs> boo. Yeah. Boo. It's so corny. I loved it. It's the worst. Yeah. So yeah. this is, I think this is cool. Bobby Fish and then more than likely Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know when Roderick Strong's contract's up. I don't know. They're using him Apparently a lot. He in just NXT's. signed recently. Yeah, Apparently they, he just he's like resigned. The cruiserweight champ there, so they may be liking him and using him. But Kevin Steen's things coming up. I think we could see like a El Generico too. Yeah, like a new like a Mount Rushmore three or something with like, that or like a uh, like a three way rivalry between mm-hmm. those three groups yeah sort of circling around each other and i think that would be fantastic i can't wait they mm-hmm. they won't ever just redo something yeah i don't think you never know cuz they have just put back together the super click but i think they've put them together to foster a split of a different kind mhm Essentially, I think it's going to be Adam Cole being pulled three different ways. Yeah, I could see that. Which would be awesome. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks, too. Yeah. So uh, Adam Cole's like, oh, yeah, I love these guys. And the Bucks like, no, we don't like those. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I can <laughs> hmm. And then he is surely going to turn on Kenny, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's there's there's so much. Again. There's so much going <laughs> on with with those three teams and we're talking about 
within all that. We're talking about three people who aren't even in the company yet. Yeah, but you know it's but coming. Are, <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely coming. Okay, so next we have a blink and you miss it match, and this was Wardlow versus Wheeler Yuta. Poor, poor Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, joining Chaos did not help him. No. <laughs> so Yuta comes right. out, and he he's showing out a little bit. He's he's getting his drop kicks. He's getting his he's getting his offense in. He's doing pretty well, and then he goes off the turnbuckle to do a back elbow. And he slips. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they did this on purpose. I kind of like to think they did. Mm-hmm. Where he went to do it, but he lost his footing and he fell. And then Wardlow picked him up. He's like, okay, I'm going to pound you 85 times. Or not pound mm-hmm. you. I'm going to powerbomb you 85 times. And then yeah. hit the casualty of war on a dead body. Those powerbombs too. Like, ooh, those were rough. I... If Wardlow wanted to make the powerbomb his finisher after those powerbombs last night, I could see that. And the crowd was just chasing one more time. Just no remorse. <laughs> and he just kept doing it. It was yeah. very much like the match against uh, Chris Jericho that he had, where mm-hmm. he just kept powerbombing him until he was a pudding. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So he wins, of course. Um, then best friends come in the ring, and they're they're looking out for him. They're, they're trying to like scrape him up off the ground and the HFO come in from the crowd. Cause that's where if people haven't been paying attention, Matt Hardy's been in the crowd for almost every episode of AEW TV, even on dark, he's mm-hmm. just always there. So it's kind of good. Cause it kind of, you sort of got used to it, used to him being mm-hmm. there. And you just kind of forget he was there. And then he came Making in. The, the weird Matt Hardy faces all the time in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's cartoon Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. So they come in and they just brutalize the best friends. Um, they have a chair. They're assaulting them with a chair. Matt Hardy puts the chair around Orange Cassidy's neck and gives him a twist of fate. It just snaps that boy in half. Yeah. Um, While his head's in the chair, that was rough looking. It was very rough. And... I'm kind of like, are we still doing this feud? Yeah, but, <laughs> I was thinking too. I was like, this is still going on, but they, I guess they announced it. If we want to talk about it now, the, the match they're having Friday. What is it? The oh lumberjack Orange match. Versus, right? Yeah, Matt Hardy in a lumberjack match on Friday. So yeah, so that that's tomorrow. So that mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. That'll be fun. Orange Cassidy's definitely going to get tossed into the. Uh, into the lumberjacks with his hands in his pockets and then tossed oh, back. Yeah. And I could totally see them. He gets, cause usually in lumberjack matches, there's the heel side of the ring and the face side. Yeah. I can see him getting tossed in the face side of the ring or the heel side of the ring. And then, you know, the old cartoons were there in a pile getting beat up and then he just works his way out and the bad guys are all just beating up nothing. I could totally see that <laughs> happening. <laughs> I could also see him crowd surfing on the, the face side with his hands mm-hmm. in his pockets. Yeah. It's going to be funny. It'd be funny. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a nice comedy match, and it'll pop a huge rating. We know mm-hmm. this. Yeah, he Orange Cassidy popped a rating with friggin' um, Jack Evans yeah. <laughs> on a Friday night at like fucking ten forty five at night. Mm-hmm. Bizarre. Yeah. Next, we had a really entertaining short segment, and this was. Eddie Kingston and CM Punk just brawling in the parking lot, but it's a big pull apart brawl and the locker rooms have them 
like uh, separated. They're yelling at each other, trying to get at each other, being pulled apart. Ruby Soho's in there uh, holding back CM Punk. Um, everyone's in there, including uh, including Darby Allen's security from the crowd last week. He was in there mm-hmm. as well. He's always there. You ever see a guy with the ponytail? It's always yeah. the same guy. Um, but my favorite part was uh, Eddie Kingston at one point breaking free of the group and just charging at charging, CM Punk yeah. and then getting tackled into a car. Yeah, that was awesome. Because <laughs> he's not very fast. Yeah. <laughs> that was so awesome. It was great. Yeah. It was. Uh, I can't wait for this match. This match is going to be awesome. Like how they managed to build this with like two and a half segments. Yeah. And like this, the smallest segments, they did it with one interrupted interview, one, um, one back and forth promo standoff in the ring, which was last Friday, which was incredible. Like one of the greatest thing, one of the greatest, uh, talking, uh, pieces we've ever seen. Surprise, surprise. It's Eddie fucking Kingston again. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then a pull apart brawl in a parking lot. It's easy and it's believable. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense for uh based off of Eddie Kingston's history, which if anybody read his uh his article that he that he had in what was it called? The Players Tribune? Yeah. I think that is the the website. Read that article. It's amazing. It goes into his history. It talks about the hard work he's put in, the struggles that he's had. And all that happened while CM Punk was a little bit of a rung ahead of him in the same companies. Um, Mm -hmm. And within the story, uh, Eddie Kingston perceives that CM Punk held him down under his thumb and didn't give him the opportunities or didn't let Mm -hmm. him get the opportunities. And it's great. It's believable. I love it. Yeah, I like that uh, most of Eddie Kingston's uh, feuds lately have just been uh, like 10, 15 years ago. You treated me like shit. So now I'm just going to get back at you. <laughs> you were smug to me 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, I You're don't a forget. prick, dude. Yeah, I don't forget. <laughs> it's good oh, stuff. God, I, can't, I can't wait for this match. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah, the match is going to be great. I believe that Eddie Kingston is going to get the majority of the cheers, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be interesting, but I think Eddie Kingston will get the majority of the cheers. I think this will be the first little showing of heel punk. Mm -hmm. I think he'll do some underhanded things in this match, which he hasn't done any of to this point, because this is now kind of a blood feud, which is crazy. Again, yeah. they after like two weeks, it's a blood feud. It's like a combined friggin' a generous combined ten minutes of action between mm-hmm. the two of them has led to this. It's just a dream match. Okay, so now we have this was my personal match of the night. Oh my this, god, this match this is so is, amazing! I'm surprised you even got notes. The stuff they're doing, I wouldn't even know what to write down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's less notes and more just me typing what the fuck over and yeah. over into into the dock. Um, yeah, so this was Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. I love all these guys. Um, 
Leo Rush was one of the fir- he was one of the guys that helped bring me back into wrestling. Um, he was one of the very first indie guys that I got interested in, and then he was immediately signed to yeah. WWE, like immediately, like a week after I found out who he was, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah. shit, oh well." And and the day we're recording, <laughs> and then they never used him. Yeah, the day we're recording this, it's his twenty seventh birthday. I can't believe the dude's only twenty seven. That's nuts. It's insane. It feels like he's been around for ages. Yeah. Um, he's he's spectacular. Mm-hmm. He does things that you won't see anywhere else. He's very very special. WWE absolutely dropped the ball on him. He, you strap him up. He's a, he's a guy that you put gold on and you put a mic in his hand and you let mm-hmm. him be the star that he is because he is he's something else. Um. Yeah. So the start of this match, it was a battle of technical wrestling with uh, being Lee Moriarty versus Dante's athleticism. And they just had counters on counters on counters. Like my jaw was on the floor. My bones were jelly. <laughs> like I didn't understand. It didn't, it didn't make sense. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a really cool sequence. There's like a hands between the legs flip that Moriarty does to, uh, to, to Dante that gets him in a, pinning predicament which is just yeah. so cool it's almost like a sort of like a monkey flip or something i don't know it's awesome mm-hmm. leo at one there's, point he gets tagged a lee in. moriarty chant which brought a tear to my eye yes I'm so happy for him there was a uh it's a seven nation army lee moriarty yeah. chant like, mm-hmm. oh lee moriarty and that yeah. was by if you know gcw you probably know j rose he's one mm-hmm. of their announcers he does their ring announcing he was the guy in the crowd leading that chant. I saw on yeah. Twitter. He's like, "Did anyone hear my my oh Lee Moriarty chant?" And we're like, "Yes, it came across <laughs> loud and clear." So yeah. that was cool to hear. Um, and that the show took place in Indiana, which that's his hometown, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Leo Rush and Matt Seidel both get tagged in at the same time. And Leo is pissed. He goes like marching across the ring, sticks his finger in Lee Moriarty's face. He's like, no, I want you. And that pisses off Seidel. He grabs him, flips him around and says, no, hey, I'm talking to you. And sticks his finger in Leo's face. And Leo just slaps him with a stiff slap. And is like, mm-hmm. okay, this, this is getting personal. And then Leo Rush starts doing the change of directions. Oh my and gosh. if you've ever watched that. a Lee first time i saw him do that like it literally blew my mind i was like wait what is happening right now it breaks <laughs> so your brain crazy. it's like you're watching yeah. it's like you're watching an escher painting you're like mm-hmm. what the what am i yeah. watching here yeah it's like he takes irish whips and running the ropes and just ninjas your brain with it mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it's the coolest thing you've ever seen um if you're uh if you're listening to this, you watch the match, so I don't have to try and describe it, but it is, it is crazy. Um, and at one point, Dante and Matt Seidel, they're facing off against each other and they're fighting and doing kicks and dodges and this and that. And it just looks like Power Rangers. Yeah, which Leo was dressed <laughs> so, like a Power Ranger, so it, make, it makes Leo sense. Leo is dressed like a Power Ranger, which is funny because <laughs> he wasn't in the in the ring at that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... 
And then more, and this is where my, my brain starts melting. And I just started typing, what the fuck am I watching? Because mm-hmm. they're just doing moves. I don't know what these are. I've never seen these. And this is what happens when you watch a Moriarty match or when you watch a Leo Rush match or Dante mm-hmm. Martin in this, in this scenario as well. Like, what is this? I, I have I have in here, was that a spinning unprettier? Yeah, that movie <laughs> like a spinning nuts. kill switch that uh, yeah. that Leo Rush did to Moriarty that planted him on his face. Mm-hmm. I was like, that looked devastating and terrifying, and I don't know what that is. I've never seen it before. Like, did you just do a flip while doing an unprettier? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Moriarty did one of my favorite things, which is where the guy's on the top rope. And instead of going, like getting up onto the top rope and jockeying for a position and taking a really long time, he just hops up to the top rope, like, we're going, and immediately Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, does like a judo throw off the top rope with the guy. And Mm -hmm. you don't see that very often. Normally they try to be extra safe up there. He just hopped up there and just went for it. I was like, yes, thank you. I love that. It really keeps you immersed in the match eventually the the end of the match happens where leo rush he calls the final spot he's yelling at dante do the flippy shit do your do your thing dante goes up he does the springboard moonsault off off the top rope for the win really good stuff i loved this and apparently after the match tony Khan came out and lifted the arms of moriarty and dante martin which is mm-hmm. so cool. It breaks kayfabe. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like that's awesome because these two guys are the future. And I just love that every single time I watch them, I'm seeing something new to the point yeah. where, where it makes this podcast really hard. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know what that is. It's a yeah. fucking flippy do. Yeah, there's like <laughs> two pieces of putty flipping out there. I can't describe it. You just gotta watch it. <laughs> it is it's insane. Like yeah. The shit that Moriarty does, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what this is. That Tiger style, man. <laughs> it is. That's exactly it. It's a, <laughs> a mix of lucha libre and fucking world of sport. There was a tweet by AW where they it was with that like spinning on prettier thing, and mm-hmm. their their tweet was, "What in the world of sport was that?" <laughs> You're like, that's perfect. That's exactly yeah. my thoughts. That's exactly what I was thinking when I watched it. It's like, I, what the fuck? (laughs) This match was awesome. And it was, uh, can't take anything away from Leo Rush or Matt Seidel either. They, they, everyone in this match was just awesome. It was great. Three super young guys that have a lot of career left ahead of them in the match. And you just love to see it. The one, one thing I need to see at some point, I have to, is a Leo Rush, Kenny Omega match. Oh, that that'll happen for sure. That'll happen. It'll be insane. Like the yeah. do- his dodges that he does. Imagine him dodging the the V triggers and the chops. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, my dream is that Kenny breaks out that uh, jumping heel kick that he used to do mm-hmm. back when he yeah. was in DDT, where he do the jumping. Actually, that's something that Matt Seidel does. He does mm-hmm. that jumping, spinning kick, that roundhouse kick. I wish Kenny yeah. would bring that back. It was really cool. I'd also like to see Leo Rush versus uh, Ray Phoenix. 
because that, yes. <laughs> that might be like if Obviously. you watch old Dragon Ball Z episodes when they're going super fast and they just like blurs hitting each other. That's probably what that will end up looking like. But <laughs> yeah, man, just, just so cool. Just so cool. I I need. Yeah. And I want Leo Rush to hold the hold the AW championship at some point. It needs to happen. Yeah. That'd be awesome. He He deserves it. He's a star. He's better on the mic than half the people on the roster. Mm-hmm. And he's unique. It's like it's like when you watch Kenny Omega, you're like, there's nobody like Kenny Omega. When you watch yeah. Leo Rush, there's nobody like Leo Rush. Yeah. 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 He's the only guy you ever see do that change of direction thing because he's probably the only guy that can. It's yeah, he's so fast. It's crazy. He's he's the best defensive wrestler I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I first started watching New Japan and everyone was talking about how oh um Tomatonga is the best defensive wrestler. And it was cool to watch him do that stuff at first, like the dodges and the, the ducking and, and weaving and whatnot. It's a whole different level when Leo does it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Miro talking his shit. Oh, my God, this promo was amazing. This was longer than most of his promos. I, I didn't even quite get it all. It was really cool. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> he's talking about about Brian Danielson and he says that Brian you're everything to some but you're nothing to me uh, he says you're just a body standing between a man and his wife which is funny because obviously uh, his wife has kicked him out of the house until the, yeah. until he yeah. uh, brings a championship home again yeah this Brian do you know my god is he testing me or is he messing with me is he willing to trade my bad neck for yours? God, that line was so good. So it's good. incredible. <laughs> yeah. He says, "You said you came here to to feel alive, and yet you're facing down a man holding a scythe." It's like, oh, oh my god, oh my good lord. <laughs> Do we know if he writes his own promos? He's got he, to. Right? He must be. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's because there's nothing else like it in AEW. Yeah. And the last thing he says is Brian, you have to say goodbye to your wife so I can be reunited with mine. This is nothing personal. It's like what the hell? <laughs> Fuck. And he just it's always in that like gold lit room. It's oh god, it's so awesome. He's he's lit like Jesus. Mhm. Yeah. And he's just giving like like the beginning of fights in Street Fighter like those pros like mm-hmm. i'm going to send you home to be a family man type yeah, yeah, shit for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's so good with a I religious context to, yeah i look forward to miro promos every week like as much as i do some matches i'm like i can't wait for a miro promo because it's so better good. than his matches yeah, yeah yeah no i mean i just mean any match on the show like i'm always like yeah okay this match is gonna be cool and wins a miro promo it's it's phenomenal and Speaking of phenomenal, we got Pack versus Dax Harwood. Oh yeah, this match was this, awesome in a, a completely different reason than the tag match. It's just, this one match was just smash mouth. Yeah, this man. you I couldn't give it anything less than five stars because like mm-hmm. the only reason why it wouldn't be was because there's not a ton of story mm-hmm. in here, but there is because it's the uh, the the Lucha Brothers are in the feud with uh, with uh, 
with FTR, who's associated with Andrade, who's in a feud with, who's facing down Cody, who's teamed with Pac, who's facing mm-hmm. down Malachi. They're all spinning around. They're all spinning these plates together. It's amazing. Yeah. This was Dynamite Kid versus Arn Anderson. Yeah. yeah, I like that you put that in your notes because that's exactly what it was. <laughs> this match was so awesome. It is fucking cool. It is like going back in time and and being like, what would Dynamite Kid versus Arn Anderson look like today? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this is. Very technically sound. It was like watching a workshop in just mm-hmm. how to perfect wrestling. They were blistering each other with their chops. Um, <laughs> until Dax just punches Pac in the face and hurts his hand. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck, what the hell? And then you look at Dax's chest and he's cut open just from the chops. Yeah. And then that blood gets all over Pac and they're both bloody from chops, which is cool. <laughs> and they're back inside the ring and, or Pac hits a tope on the outside and then they get back inside the ring and Dax channels Arn Anderson and hits this massive spine buster, which is really cool. There's a lot of the spine busters in this match. Um, mm-hmm. There is a fucking avalanche brain buster by Pac <sighs> onto Dax. <sighs> that was that I cried when this happened. And I think Dax did too. Mm-hmm. It is the most brutal brain buster I've seen in my life. And this is one of those times where you could, and Pac is guilty of this. He'll go up to the top rope and he'll do the opposite of what I liked, what Moriarty did, where he just does the move right away. Pac mm-hmm. goes up there and he takes like 10 minutes just steadying himself and mm-hmm. waiting. And I don't know if it's a purposeful style thing that he does. I think so. But I think it's the bastard persona. Because if you go back and watch like Pac matches from like 2006, He's like super fast and it's kind of like how Leo Rush is now. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays he's a lot more deliberate in what he yeah. does. So he goes up there and he almost like he gets Zen. He, like, mm-hmm. he takes his time. He does his breathing. And then like he dropped Dax on the top of his head straight as a pencil. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot see how you guys worked that. Yeah. Like, it, it looks like you murdered somebody. I, I watched it back in slow-mo. I was like, no, he's dead. Mm-hmm. And he sold it like he was dead. His arm was limp. His jaw was unhinged. Mm-hmm. He looked yeah. like a crumpled mess on the ground. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Like, Dax looked terrible. Um, and then Dax slowly gets up to his feet. And he's just like, he's drunk on his feet, stumbling around. Gets shotgun drop kicked off the top rope. Right between the shoulder blades launches him across the ring um and then he gets he gets uh irish ripped to one side of the to one side of the ring pump kick to the next and then dax finally gets pulled out of the way from another assault by pack by by tully he pulls him out of the way and this allows dax to to grab pack and hit him with a brain buster of his own again uh a nice nod to the brain busters and then he hits him with a with a superplex off the top rope and then he challenges challenge yeah channels them again by doing a rebound liger bomb 
on the ground, which was a nice little shout out to uh, Tully's rebound uh, suplex that he used to do, mm-hmm. yeah. which is cool. And then Pack would eventually out wrestle uh, Dax by catching him with the brutalizer, but he he caught him in a way that is very, very much just a counter to a to like uh, some mat wrestling they were doing. So it was really cool. It was really mm-hmm. quick and and dirty and. Once again, Dax is just like, no, 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 I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, I, I ain't staying in this. And that's what I and noticed, because then... uh, JR said, that's smart. He's got a tag team title match this Saturday. He doesn't want to get hurt. So that's why he tagged And also, everything. Dax doesn't really care about the care about the win. Who cares about this match? Mm-hmm. Especially because Cash comes rushing in the ring immediately, like, as, yeah. like almost before the bell rang, and just starts beating up Pac. Then the lights go out. They come back on, and there's Black on Andrade, and they join in, and they're all putting the boots to, to uh, to Pac, and then before Lucha they start Bros. beating him up, and they're standing in the ring, is like, oh, I want this to be a faction, like a fully formed faction, because <laughs> that's. A I think it's going faction. to happen. I think mm-hmm. it's going to happen. I think this is going to be uh, House of Black. Mm-hmm. I think they might be stealing FTR away from, uh, from MJF. Mm-hmm. that's just my little theory but then you have lucha bros come running down to the ring to pax aid and fucking cody also but he comes down from the crowd which is funny because we know that cody uh sits at the monitor with tk so he running run the show <laughs> he ran all the way around the ring just so that he could be a man of the people mm-hmm. and run down from the crowd which is who hate him right now anyways. It's <laughs> yeah. very weird. Um, and he barely got in there. He was winded when he got there. The fight yeah, was already was, over. Yeah. He made he it a lot harder for himself. <laughs> he made it he a lot harder He just wanted to look cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe Cody that's looked, like a, a secret heel move. Like, hey, I came out to save you, but he like took the long way. <laughs> it's very funny. Um... My hope is that uh, Pac will turn on Cody in their match, mm-hmm. and then you'll have Pac with Andrade with with Black, and then I'm hoping maybe a Brody King, mm-hmm. and that would be cool. And then maybe they have FDR. I don't know. Maybe not. Who cares? I don't know that they have to be in there, but I kind of like the fact that MJF when he and Andrade first did this deal. He's like, this is a one-time deal, right? And Andrade's like, yes, yes, chill, tranquilo. But in the background, he's actually pulling them closer and closer yeah. to him. And he he's paid not him again act- for last week. So did he pay him this week too? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's not actually he's not actually in it to try and get Lucha Brothers. He's in it to get FTR, mm-hmm. which I kind of love. And I kind of yeah. love that he's got all these it's sort of like a much cooler version of HFO where it's a bunch of guys that are very different from each other um, joining forces. It's, I don't know. It's like a Sinister Six kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So next we have the... Actually, we should talk about the match. that. So off of this whole match, we have... FTR, they're going to be facing the Lucha Bros, and that's for the AEW 
uh, tag team championship, and I have no idea how that's going. I think FTR is probably winning it. You think they're going to switch the titles that quick? Yeah, I think so, based off of how they're booking them. Because they've been on TV every week a lot. Mm -hmm. And if they are doing this House of Black thing, or it kind of makes sense they would have a title. Yeah. And I love them with the titles. I really like them. Um, It it would suck to have Lucha Bros lose it so quick because they haven't really done a lot with them Mm -hmm. within this. But I just, uh, I just, I sort of, you can sort of see them not doing a lot with champions, and then you know, like, okay, they're not long for this championship mm-hmm. because they're not really yeah. using them when when they have it. Like they're do, they've been doing more with FTR, so it's probably FTR that's going to win. Yeah. Then we have Pack and Cody, and they're going to be facing Andrade and and Black, and that's I have no idea how this is going down. Yeah, I don't know. It's wide open, and that's be. very exciting. Mm-hmm. Like this is the most excited I've been for any Cody shit in a long time. This is yeah. cool. I love all four guys in this match. I'm very excited. I don't it's, care who wins. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm super curious to see how the crowd's gonna react uh, to Cody because I know they're gonna cheer oh, for Pac because everyone loves Pac. Did you see that fan in the crowd last night when Pac came out? How excited that dude got that bald guy. He's like, yeah, he's like powering up when Pac came out. <laughs> I didn't see that, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's pretty funny. I think that's the point. This is the whole storyline with Malachi Black is Malachi Black wants the crowd to boo Cody. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. That's the thing. Um, essentially saying, no, Cody, you're one of us. You think mm-hmm. that you're the face and you think that you're the this altruistic good guy, but you're one of us. Mm-hmm. And we're we're making you realize that. And I like that. I think that's very cool. Okay, so now we have the contract signing between Kenny and Hangman, which this was fantastic. This yes. is really cool. Excellent contract sign. Um, the Elite and Dark Order have been ejected from the building, so they're not there. We, we have a video of them all leaving with their luggage. Um, and Brandon Cutler dropped all the luggage, which made me laugh so hard for the Elite. <laughs> The, the the best stooge, yeah. the best. Stooge. Um, oh, something that was interesting was the match graphic for this from the week before had Don Callis in it behind Kenny, and the match. And when they showed the graphic on the episode, Don Callis was gone, which um, made a lot of people. Everyone's all speculating. Oh, is he stuck in Canada? What's up with Don Callis? Um, the Impact stuff has kind of gone by the wayside right now. Um, mm-hmm. The Good Brothers haven't been on TV in a while. Don Callis hasn't been around, so there's a lot. There's lots of questions there. Um, so they're at the table. They're there. Kenny doesn't have Don Callis. Hangman's there on his own without Dark Order, and. Hangman goes to sign first, but not before he he says that this has been a long time coming, and this is where he finally gets to beat Kenny's ass after this practically four year storyline that they've had. Like this has been going since New Japan, yeah, uh, since when uh, Cody was there 
um, getting between Kenny and the and the Bullet Club, Cody was saying it's Hangman's turn at this belt now that Kenny's dropped it, and then Kenny and Hangman got into it, and Hangman was going to get the push, mm-hmm. but they all left, so he didn't. And then they got to AEW, and Hangman was going to get the push, but he failed. And this is what Kenny wants to talk about. He says he's not really excited for this match. He says it's kind of sad because he looks at Kenny and he looks at this belt and or he looks at Hangman. He looks at this belt and he said, this should have already been yours and it would have been yours, but you failed. And then I tried to embrace you. I put my arm around you. We went for the tag titles. We, We got them, but then you failed again because you're a choker and we tried to have your back and you pushed us away. You went, you went down the road of drinking because you're just not the man that everyone wanted you to be. And hangman says that, you know, that's kind of funny that you say that I couldn't live up to my tag partner because you were once in a tag team where you couldn't live up to your tag partner. And he's referring to Kota Bushi, and this yeah. is amazing. And yeah, Kenny's face, <laughs> Kenny's face was awesome when he said that. Mm-hmm. You could, you could somehow tell what his eyes were doing behind those giant glasses he was wearing. Yeah. And and then Hangman says, "But you know what? I think that it's fair to say that you've you finally caught up to Ibushi and you've passed him. So good for you." And then Hangman finally recalls that when when Kenny beat him in the Eliminator tournament, he knelt over Hangman and he said, good job, Hangman. And he knew at that time that he didn't, he wasn't actually wishing him good job because he was afraid of him. He knew that if they actually faced, faced one-on-one for the title, that Hangman at his best like when he's not down on himself could beat him. So mm-hmm. you were, you were happy that happened, but you were afraid, but he's, but he says now that he's finally reached his potential, there's nothing that's going to stop him from beating him. And then Kenny says, you know what? You're right. Let's put this behind us. He sticks out his hand and says, good job. Hangman shakes his hand. And the, the camera swings around one of the, cameraman gets in the way of the shot and when he said good the, job hangman i was like okay something's something here's yeah whenever the cameraman got in the way of the shot i was like that guy's about to get fired <laughs> i was like fuck that guy and yeah. then that that cameraman comes from behind and cracks him in cracks hangman with the camera and then takes off the mask to reveal it's Evil Don Callis with yeah. an evil mustache and goatee, and he takes off the evil mustache he had a and fake goatee. goatee on underneath his mask. <laughs> <laughs> and then they take Hangman's head, and uh, and it's he's all bloody now. And and Kenny takes his finger and dips it in Hangman's blood, and then signs the contract with his blood. I was mm-hmm. like, this is this is amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, this is an anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is definitely the goatee underneath the face mask just made me laugh so hard. That's so so stupid. So good (laughs) because they played it so straight faced. Yeah, no, they didn't fake goatee. (laughs) 
who rips off the mask to reveal a fake goatee and mustache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he he looked like elite. Sinister Minister. Yeah, yeah. It's still very elite style with the fake mustache, but while they're still being big time dirty heels with that swerve. But I remember okay. uh, oh, last night at the ahead. start of this, when I had texted you, I was like, where has Don Callis been? Because I had just hadn't seen him in a couple weeks. And then oh, there he was. We got, we got work. There just happened to be a bunch of people throughout the week speculating about where Don Callis was because they kept him off TV for about six weeks now. Mm-hmm. Like for an extended period of time to, to the point where people are like, and at the same time that the good brothers were gone as well. So it was like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. Did they have a falling out or something? Or is he sick? Is there something we should be worried about? Yada, yada, yada. So really well done. Um, Okay, let's look into the into Friday's show. So we we speculate that it's Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. I think that's who it is. At least that's okay. what the promo was on the episode tonight. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a really I didn't good talk promo about, package too. I didn't talk about those vignettes. Mm-hmm. It was really <laughs> so, good though. I liked it. It was good. Th- those are very good, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that they're doing that. Okay, so we have that match, which is going to be incredible. I yeah. cannot wait for that match. It's going to be spectacular. It's two of probably, I would say, number three and four in the women's division. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. In terms, if I had to choose a hierarchy, um, so that's going to be a great match. Then we have Orange Cassie versus Matt Hardy again, but this time it's a lumberjack match. So that that'll be funny. Has AEW done a lumberjack match? I can't. They've done them a couple times, I think. There was one with I think they did. They did one with Luchasaurus against somebody else before. I think. Mm, yes, I remember. I don't remember who it was with, but I remember that match. Okay, and then we have Jungle Boy versus Bobby Fish, and this match is this is interesting because. It's a very big styles clash. It has, but it has a lot of uh, story potential with Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era and the Elite and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool, and it'll tie directly. It's a perfect go home to their uh, big match on the weekend. So oh, that's yeah. good. I can and definitely see on... this main eventing and then turning into a big schmoz at the end to get everyone. Oh, out. for sure. Then the the buy-in, which I count as the first match of the pay-per-view. Yeah, because usually um, the buy-in matches are always really good. So. Yeah, they're really good. It's, they just roll it right into the next match. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. Not much story at all here. It's kind of just two faces versus two heels. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised this is the first match on, and as in quotation marks, the buy-in. Um, ideally there would be a little bit of story here but there's not but it'll be a very good match uh, for very very good workers mm-hmm. then we have if I scroll down here we have Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page obviously that's going to be incredible who do you think is winning I'm going with Hangman I think it's Hangman Yeah, it's, it's got to be Hangman it's his time I think the place is going to erupt and 
if you think about it, like the main story for like the past since AEW started, it's been the Hangman journey. Yeah, so it's been like the Hangman journey. It's been yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony did say that he had to delay it when uh, Hangman went on maternity leave, mm-hmm. and he said he was happy to. Luckily, he had those uh, those two debuts yeah. for that pay per view. Kind of help him out, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, then we have uh, Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade, which is going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm going, I think Black and Andrade are going to win. Because remember, it was the last week Black was teasing that somebody in Cody's family is going to turn on him. So I think this is when it's going to happen. Okay, very cool. Very cool, yes. Yeah, this is going to be good. I think I think that's going to be Arn. Yeah, it's got to be Arn. Um, and I Never think all, I think also, I think Pac's probably going to turn on Cody too. Cause yeah. Pac's not... I can see him getting fed up and leaving, not really turning yeah. on him. Just like, whatever, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, uh, be very interesting to see. And then we have Darby Allen versus MJF. I don't this know what I to have... think about this match. Yeah. This one, I have no idea who's going to win. I have, I'm going to say MJF just cause he seems to win a lot, but <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to think that MJF is a perfect first opponent for Hangman. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like the dream opponent for Hangman for uh, for his first defense, unless they wanted to do MJF versus CM Punk, and then have the winner of that face Hangman. I don't know. That'd be good. Then we have the young. We have the. Yes, Young Bucks and Adam Cole, so Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. I'm not actually that excited about this match. However, I think it's going to be very, very good. It's going to be good. It's going to be crazy because it's Falls Count anywhere, so it's going to be and nuts. I always forget. I'm I'm never excited for these triple th- for these six man matches, but AEW trios matches are amazing, mm-hmm. especially with. The Young Bucks, when they're putting the matches together, they know how to do these big... Oh, it's false count matches. anywhere, which is interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they must the, have added since the concerto. Yeah. The thumbnail picture for this is Nick, when he had the blonde mustache, and with the gears on his face for the full gear, he looks insane. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> now we have Lucha Brothers versus FTR. I can't wait. This is oh, going to be, be awesome. very good. It says AEW Tag Team Championship match. Okay. I just wanted to double check because FTR is holding the AAA belts in this photo. Mm-hmm. I, I, was I figured they were going to do title versus title, but I guess not. Yeah. It, it doesn't say it's title versus title. No, it's just for um, the AEW titles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we have Dr. Who do you think is going to win that one? The tag match? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lucha Bros. Just okay, so we're gonna they haven't had the titles that. for that long. Yeah, just because they haven't had the titles for that long, and there's still a lot more they could do with the, the I, team titles. I wish they would do more with them. Mm-hmm. I just think because they haven't done much story with them, and they've almost done more story with FTR that it's gonna be FTR. Yeah, but you never know. I just want Lucha Brothers to retain and then get back to the uh, Satana and Ortiz storyline. They were starting yes before Santana Ortiz got roped into the American top team stuff I know which is 
that's I wish they went the other direction. Yeah. But maybe they can maybe they can get back to it. They rarely do drop something. They often will <laughs> circle back around. Okay, so now we have the the women's championship match, and this is between Britt Baker and Ty Conti. I well, Ty Conti's obviously losing. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is uh I don't know who's gonna take it off Britt. That I it's gotta be Rosa. Yeah will be the person to take it off her. It has to be at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But uh, this match is going to be great. This is going to be a vicious match. It's going to be vicious, and it's going to. Um, I know t- every time Ty wrestles, she opens up a lot more eyes. But this, since this is on pay per view, I think it's really going to. People are going to see how good she really is. Yes, I cannot wait. And this next match, I have no idea how it's going to go. Um, this is the Minneapolis Street Fight versus the Inner Circle and America's Top Team, including. Dan Lambert and Men of the Year. Oh, Dan Lambert's eating a Judas effect and taking the pin. One hundred percent. That's what's happening. <laughs> or, or a Walls of Jericho. Yeah, they they did set that up. Potentially a Walls of Jericho. Um, mm-hmm. they'll have some funny stuff in this match. They'll have some brutal stuff in this match. I don't really want this match to happen, but it it'll probably be fairly fun. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, Sammy Guevara's in this, so we'll see something spectacular. Yeah, it's got Sammy Guevara and Santana and Ortiz and Men of the Year, so I think they'll be able to hold to a really good match, all those guys, but everyone else. Yeah, I, I hope the Inner it's a good thing it's a street fight, fight so they can use plunder. Yes, the plunder will be good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really hope that they can break up the Inner Circle soon, which apparently was Chris Jericho's idea. <laughs> before and then tony khan said like oh no let's let's stick together a little longer so this has got to be it like there's there's no one left for them to feud unless they go back to the pinnacle and then no one wants that no no one wants that at all okay so now we have miro versus daniel bryanson in the were in the finals of the world title eliminator tournament (sighs) i'm going miro me too. Even though Brian Danison's, you know, he's one of my all-time favorites, but Miro just, like you said about MJF about being a good first opponent, Miro's an excellent first opponent for a hangman too. And yeah, I, it's funny. These are, these are two guys that you're like, neither of these guys can take a loss. Mm-hmm. Neither of these guys can take a loss. And that's fascinating. AW yeah. has done that many times. Yeah. Um, I think, Honestly, I think it's time to get Danielson's loss out of the way. His first loss, so people stop. Well, yeah, the kind of hard the longer them. you take, the harder it is yeah. to give them that loss, and the more mm-hmm. like shocking and like upsetting it is when it happens. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. that was the loss. Boo! Yeah, why did you waste it on this person? Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think Miro's he's believable enough to where he could beat Danielson. So, well, yeah, he hasn't taken. He's only taken one singles loss, mm-hmm. just one. And it was a brutal match. So, okay. And then finally, we have CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This is a dream match that I did not know I wanted. Yeah, this match is going to be awesome. I think CM Punk's going to win because uh, was it last week when Eddie Kingston said, "I don't care if I win or lose, I just want to hurt you." So, I think it's going to be where Punk just ekes out a win barely. Yes, I think uh, I think that is the case. Um, I'm wondering if they will 
sort of because they had they obviously had some plans for John Moxley to be a a heel to be a brutal heel in a sort of turn mm-hmm. that would shock everybody and he would take that space within the company but John Moxley's gone right now mm-hmm. so you does CM Punk take that crazy brutal turn that and take that spot that John Moxley was going to fill like does he, he do something good. just so awful to Eddie Kingston and the fans are like, I can't get behind this because yeah. Eddie's my uncle. Yeah, they could definitely do that. That'd be pretty interesting. I, w- I kind of hope they do. I kind of hope they do. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, there's a, there's a whole lot of faces. You got Eddie, he's a face, and CM Punk, and he's a face, and Daniel Bryan's in, and he's a face. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when the, when the elite all falls apart, Kenny Omega becomes a face again. Hangman's a face. So like none of those guys can really face Kenny. And then Mm -hmm. it's just MJF. (laughs) So someone's got to done MJF versus Kenny yet. Um, No, they haven't. They haven't even been in the same realm, which is awesome. Yeah. When that finally happens, that's going to be sweet. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. It'll be very interesting Mm because MJF's a very different wrestler. Yeah. He's very much in the in the Cody Rhodes mold. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of athletic athleticism that you see when uh, Jungle Boy, when he faces Jungle Boy. That's why I'm interested in this uh, Darby Allen match. But Darby Allen's a very different kind of athleticism. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and Darby it's, it's... Allen worked really, really well with Cody Rhodes. So I'm really interested to see how he works with MJF who's kind of similar mm-hmm. in that uh, old school respect to uh, to their moves, to their move set. So I think that could be a, a sleeper hit, even though it can't be like it's a it's a main event caliber match, but it is yeah, kind of a sleeper. Awesome. Like, I don't expect it to be the top match. Yeah, this pay-per-view stacked like it's very stacked. Yeah. I can't wait. Like to it, it's, it's really crazy that some of these guys are just in tag. That some of these are in tag matches. Yeah. Too. Like the Cody Pack, Andrade, and Black match. That that match is so wild to me. Mm-hmm. Probably the coolest move in AEW right now is Andrade's Torneo. Yeah, it's a sweet it's, move. It defies it defies physics. When he does yeah, it, he, like he jumps up, he stalls in the air, <laughs> and then somehow it's like he turns into a Beyblade. Someone just mm-hmm. rips the cord halfway yeah. through the move, and he starts spinning. You're like, wait, what? You're 270 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you do that? Like, how did how did you just start spinning halfway through the move? Yeah, it's insane. I love it. It's it's jaw dropping. All right. So on that note, um, uh, I guess we will we will we'll be back to record on Sunday. I don't know what time that'll be, so the podcast will probably go up either Sunday or Monday. And I believe you and I are both watching the pay per view a little later. Yeah, um, I may start it and then pause it and then come back and watch it because I 
made another yeah, commitment, I w- not realizing what night it was. So I gotta. I won't be gotta catching go. it live right at seven thirty or eight or whenever it mm-hmm. starts. I'll probably be starting it around nine, nine thirty. Yeah. But fight lets you uh, start from the beginning, so that's fun. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm just gonna go dark on social media, and then watch it an hour with an an hour behind and it will be good. Hopefully it won't end at super, super late. And then I guess you'll, you'll catch up and then we'll do the Sunday podcast. Yeah, buddy. All right. We will see you guys uh, shortly. See ya. Peace.